All right. Good evening, church. How's everybody doing today? Let's just go ahead and rise as we sing glory and praise to our Lord. Amen.
Amen. Church is so awesome that we serve a God that we can go before him and lay down all of our problems and all of our worries and our anxieties. And he gives us the strength to make it through whatever we are going through.
Amen. That we would stand on the truth. That we would stand on the truth that God makes us brave. And that because of him, because of the strength that he gives us, we can do so many things. For we are the sons and daughters of the Almighty. And whatever we ask of him, he will provide. Because he's a good, good father. For he spoke creation, the God of heaven knew my name. And formed in his reflection, we are his glory on display. And his heart is good, he is always kind. With the cross he proved, he is on my side. We are the sons, we are the daughters of God. No matter where we go, we're close to the Father's heart.
All my sons and daughters, lift up a shout of praise in this place tonight. Come on. Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise, God, because you are here tonight, Lord. Give you praise because not only are you here, but you're here and you call us sons and daughters, Lord. And you know us, Lord. You know where we come from, Lord. You know our background, Lord. And yet you call us sons and daughters, Lord. We thank you for your grace, Lord. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you for your fellowship in this place tonight, God. Heavenly Father, as we get ready to, to hear your word preached, God, I pray that you prepare our hearts, Lord. I pray for every single body in here, God. I pray for everybody in here, Lord, that you just cause them to relax, Lord, that we open up our hearts to you tonight, God, because we already know you're here, God, and we know that you don't just leave, God. We know that you are always with us, Lord. I pray for the city of Albuquerque, Lord. It feels like everywhere we go. There's just more chaos, more trouble, more hurt, God. But no, you are here, Lord. You are here, Lord. And I pray that tonight we find that strength to tap into, Lord, so that way we can see you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly. It's in your precious and holy name we pray, God. Amen and amen. Will you lift up a shout of praise, church? Come on. Hey, church, let's take a moment and let's, let's greet each other as worship comes to an end tonight. Come on. Amen, church. Wow, y'all are a friendly bunch tonight. Y'all are just friendly. We're supposed to say hello to each other and not have a conversation about you did what you did over the weekend. We'll save that for after service. Amen. Well, uh, my name is Roxy de Santiago, and it is my honor and pleasure to be part of your worship team. Thank you so much for allowing me to serve. My name is Javier Gonzalez. I'm the drummer. If I haven't met you yet, nice to meet you. I was a little worried tonight, Rox, you know, when you asked me to help you with announcements, I was a little nervous. I just assumed any time you put two lawyers in front of a pulpit, there was going to be some lightning strikes, so <laughs> nothing yet, so we're we okay. Might, we might disagree, we might disagree. Well, I, I just thought it would be a good idea for you to meet Javier. He's an awesome part of our team, and we like serving you as your worship team. But we do want to give you some announcements. We know that all of these things that we're about to say are probably on our website, and they're probably on the app if you've got that. So just to give you a heads up, first thing we want to remind you of is that we um, are honoring our Pastor Richard and Sister Mansfield. Amen. They have a lifetime of service and leading our community and leading our state. And really, um, you may not know this, but they've also been leaders on a national level. So this um, celebration that's coming up is really, is really an event. Um, I encourage you all to come out and honor our pastors. There are tickets. Sometimes there's tickets available for sale outside at the table. I'm sure there are tickets available on our website. There is limited seating, so I encourage you guys to um, get those tickets soon. So, as all you all know, a major part of our church is reaching out into the community, 
and uh, really helping those in need. I know many of us here have, have been a result of part of that ministry. And one of the things that we do is mobile food distribution. That's taking place this Friday, September 16th, beginning at 12 p.m. And volunteers, I, I know we're in New Mexico. We like to be on New Mexican time. But if you could please be there by 10.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., we'd really appreciate it. And just come out and help the community and really serve in the, that capacity. Anyone can do it. You don't need to have a special talent or ability. Uh, we, we can all be a part of that to reach out into our community and really show them the love of Christ. Amen? Amen. Speaking about reaching out to our community, under his construction has been an amazing part of our church and an amazing part of our community. But the services that they provide, the services that they provide are not free. They, they, they just don't miraculously have a place for people to live and things for people to wear. And they just don't, these things don't just miraculously appear. So they are um, starting their annual fundraiser. It will be here on September 17th. Um, there will be dinner, comedy, not this comedy duo. I know we're funny, but not that funny. Um, and there will be a musical number also not this duo, but I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Come out and support that ministry because it does provide a significant and special service to those individuals that are in need. And guys, once again, something we really want to emphasize is September 17th, 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. We're holding a conference here led by instructor Charlotte McPherson. Please come and learn how to minister to our uh, Muslim community, our Muslim uh, uh, um, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, guys, it is so important to show the love of Christ, especially to those uh, around us, especially to those who, um, you know, have been in a, in a religious community, who know what it's like uh, to be in that type of community. And guys, we have the, the light of the truth. Amen? Amen? We have the calling to go out into the world and make an impact for Christ. And this is how we do it. Uh, she's going to be there to give you the tools to minister, uh, the, the words of wisdom, the, the instruction from the scripture. And guys, it is there in the word. Amen. All we need is to uh, apply ourselves and, and really take the time uh, to learn from an incredible instructor. Please make it out September 17th, 8.30 to 12.30 p.m., Bring a friend and and really, once again, uh, be the hands and feet of Christ. Amen. Yeah, and Charlotte McPherson, she's a professor, um, and she has lived in the Middle East, and so she really understands uh, what she's talking about, and she'll be able to give some good insight. Speaking about learning and growing, each of us as individuals should always constantly strive to be learning and growing. The Bible says that we shouldn't be constantly drinking milk, but we should grow into bigger and better things in different ways of understanding the Word of God. So in that regard, there is a new semester of educational classes. You all have an amazing church here because they provide all kinds of classes for you. That semester is is starting soon. Sign-ups are starting on September 25th. There's a huge breadth and depth of different classes that you can take. There is, uh, let me tell you, there is always something that you can learn. You will never know everything there is to know about the Bible. There are people who dedicate their entire careers to learning what's in there. So um, it makes you a better, stronger um, soldier in the army of the Lord. You guys, if you haven't noticed from some of the direct decorations, uh, 
Our annual Trunk or Treat is right around the corner, October 29th, 6 p.m. It's going to be hosted by NB Kids. And please, if you're able, please register online if you'd like to volunteer and decorate your trunk for this event. I don't know if you guys have seen it before, but they do a phenomenal job. They have tons of cars out there, tons of candy. It's a great event for the kids, for the family. I know I may have snuck one or two more candies than I should have. You didn't dress up either. I didn't dress up, but that's okay. You don't need to. But if you this would is like... our first argument. See? <laughs> we, I knew it was going to happen eventually. Go ahead. This, is, this is why you don't put two attorneys up. Both of us are right at the same time. So, <laughs> I'm always right. I always win. Just want to put that out there. If you'd like to volunteer, you can do it online. You can register there. Uh, you don't have to have a fancy-looking car. If you, your car has a trunk or a bed, bring it out. It'll work. I got you know my Honda Civic out there. Believe me, nothing fancy. You can do it if I can do it, and uh, we'd love to have you out to volunteer for that. I think he just committed to his car being in the truck tree. <laughs> Did I hear that? Did I hear it? Only, only when it's in writing. Oh, lawyers! I tell you, I can't I can't deal with them. Anyway, um, children of God, saints of the Almighty, it is um, again our pleasure to serve you. All of these things that we're talking about, none of it would be possible without your faithful giving. Um, So there are ways to give. There are boxes at the entrances. Of course, you can give on your mobile app. That's what I do. It's super easy. It remembers my information. It just asks me, is this really you? Sends me a code. It's, it's almost too easy, but it's awesome once you get it set up. So set up your mobile app or you can give online. Um, this giving is what makes this ministry possible. Thank you so much for being a faithful um, servants of the Almighty. And with that, would you all please welcome our beloved pastor, Richard Mansfield. Thank you. Javier said you don't have to dress up for a trunk or treat. Yes, you do. You just don't have to dress in a costume, but please come wearing clothes, please. That scares me. I'm there, you don't have to dress up. What kind of a trunk or treat is he going to? (laughs) Guys, uh, I I really want to emphasize two things again for Saturday. Number one, 8.30 in the morning to 12 noon. We're having teaching on Islam. You've always wondered what Muslims believe, how to minister to them, you know, what God do they serve. We serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They serve a different God. And there's just things you need to understand. But because I need to order some or get some equipment and and some uh, supplies for Saturday, how many of you are planning on being here on Saturday? Any of you? Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an outstanding conference. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. The other thing, that night we're going to end the evening off celebrating with under his construction in their fundraiser. And uh, like they promised us, it's going to be a fundraiser. They're going to raise a lot of fun as they raise funds I really hope you're planning on being here. They have a table set up. You can get out there, and it's really, really going to be wonderful. So thank you, Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia, for the work you do. Youth, you may be dismissed to your class, and we love you, kiddos. Uh, you guys just pray for us as we pray for you. And uh, I have been uh, – I started on this series 
last week called In Quest of Happiness. People are seeking happiness, and unfortunately, they seek it in a lot of wrong places. And, and in happiness, we looked at the Beatitudes where it says blessed, and blessed means happy. And today, I want to take a look at how to heal a broken heart because a lot of us have gone through broken hearts. You remember your very first broken heart? Mine was in the first grade. <laughs> I lived in Laredo, Texas, and uh, my neighbor's name was Aurora. They called her Rory, and Rory had me roaring. <laughs> until she broke up, and I was devastated. Oh, devastated. Puppy love. And then in the seventh grade, we used to go to seventh grade dances and have a lot of fun. And there was this girl that liked me a lot, and I liked her, and we started going out, whatever that means. You never went to any place. You didn't have a car. You didn't have money. But she was my girlfriend for a little while, and then I started liking someone else, and I broke her heart, and she wrote me this, like, four-page letter, and her birthday was the same as mine, and I'll never forget the first line. I, I, we came into this world on the very same day. It was October 1st, that much I can say, and that's all I remember of that, and I go, wow, I must have really broke her heart, man, and some of us you know, had an achy, breaky heart, you know, but, but some of us have been devastated. Life has devastated us. Uh, we've either gone through a breakup or a divorce, the loss of life, loss of a child, loss of a spouse, loss of a sibling, loss of a job, and we could go on and on and on. The brokenness and suffering that you feel and and the heartache you have felt. And in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 4, Jesus says, God blesses those who mourn. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God, help us to understand how to receive that comfort today. I pray in Christ's name, amen. You know, he says that God really wants to heal the brokenhearted. And we don't know how that can happen. And we, we drift through life trying all kinds of things to satisfy that brokenness, to heal that brokenness, to mend that brokenness. And the very first thing, if you really want to heal that and experience comfort from God, the very first thing you have to do is realize that God is with you. You have to really understand that, though to really understand that God loves you, that he's with you, that he's taking care of you, that he hasn't left you, that he hasn't let go. Because sometimes you can't hear God's voice. Sometimes the noise of this world drowns out his voice. And it's not that he doesn't have a strong enough voice, but we have our ears tuned into the pain so much, it's overwhelming to the point that we just don't know what to do and we feel like giving up. In the book of Psalm, verse Chapter 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Haven't you ever been so wounded you're crushed? 
you're just pulverized. There's nothing left of you. And you just feel like, I don't understand. But in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, on the second half of that, he says, I will never fail you. I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I will never forsake you. He's saying, I will always be there for you. And you have to understand that. And you have to understand things that he is offering us and things that we need to remember. And the first thing we've got to remember is God, God is fully aware of what you're going through. He understands what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. He knows every minute detail. He knows the details better than you because he knows the behind-the-scenes stories that sometimes you don't even know. And he knows what you're facing. He knows what you're up against. He knows what's been beating down on you. He knows what's been attacking you. He knows those voices that are in your head and those that are on the phone and those that are texting you, writing you, and coming at you. And they're just saying vicious things that are hurting you. He's fully aware of them. He hasn't given you a deaf ear but sometimes we think he has because we don't hear him and sometimes we can't hear him because we haven't settled down enough to listen. We're there, we're with him, but we're not hearing him. Haven't you ever sat with somebody, your mom or dad, husband or wife, son or daughter, brother, sister, and, and they're talking and talking and talking and you're there, but all you're hearing is wah, 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 and, and you don't, you don't, you're not listening, you're just hearing noise. And all of a sudden, you ask a question, they go, I just told you. And you weren't hearing because the pain is overwhelming in the book of Job. Chapter 13, verse 27, he says, you put my feelings in stocks. You examine all my path. And he says, you trace all my footsteps. He knows exactly what's going on. He examines it. He, he, he looks at the path you've been taking. He examines your footsteps, where you've been stepping, stepping, where you've been going, what you're up against. And he's taking care of you. He's trying to watch out for you. In the book of Psalms 56, verse 8, he says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle." And you have recorded each one in your book. God has seen every tear. He knows every pain. He knows every bit of suffering you've experienced. He's got a little book and he's got a bottle just with your name on it. And he goes, I know every single tear you have shed. I know what you're up against. I, I really understand more than what you know. Oh, and he would trust me and really understand that. Another thing we need to be aware of is is that God cares about what we're going through. He really cares about what we're going through. He doesn't just want us to know that he's there, but that he really cares about us. In the book of Naaman, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The Lord is good, a strong refuge. When trouble comes, he is close to those who trust in him. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God. 
because he cares about you. You have to really come to understand how much God really cares about you, how much he loves you, how much he wants to see you through, how much he wants to help you through, how he really wants to make sure that you get through that situation. Another thing we have to be aware of is that God wants to help us out of what we're going through. He really wants to help us out. He doesn't want you to know that just that he's there, and he doesn't just want you to know that he's going to, he's, he's, he's really going to un- help you through it, but he's really going to bring you through it, and you're going to come out of it better than you ever went in. You're going to come out stronger and, and healthier. You've heard the story about the, the, the caterpillar that built a cocoon, and, and all of a sudden, when it's finally ready to, to it's been metamorphosized into a butterfly. And all of a sudden, when it tries to come out, it starts breaking through the cocoon. And it's breaking and breaking and pushing and pushing. And it's the pushing and pushing that that builds a strength in the wings and builds a strength in the legs so that it can really be able to fly and hold itself up. And they did a test of, of a cocoon that when it was trying to break through and they opened it up for it and that butterfly couldn't fly and he couldn't stand because he didn't have that force he was up against to get through. Do you understand when you've prayed, God, make me strong, you're going to go through an exercise of difficulties to get strong. God, make me patient. You're going to go through a lot of weird situations to find out how patient you could finally be. See, we have to be wise on how we pray. But God wants to help us through. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 16, he says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Thank you, Lord. So we really have to make sure we understand and realize that God is with us. But the second thing we need to realize is that we need to release the hurt to God. You've got to release that hurt to God. Have you ever been around a child, maybe your own child, or it could be someone else's, but they injure themselves, and, and you go to help them up, and you go to pick them up, and you go to minister to them, and they go, no, no. And then you go, let me see your cut. No, no. Let me see your yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And they're like, they're, and you're trying to help them, but they don't know that. They think, they, and, and you go, if you just release that to me, I can help you. If you just allow me to. And then they finally kind of like, do I trust them or not? Oh, my gosh, this hurts. What if they hurt me more? And that's how we are with God. And then all of a sudden you get in the hands of your mom or your grandma or your dad or your grandpa, and they start putting that ointment on, and you're like, I, 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 oh, it doesn't hurt. I know, that feels good. And that's where we are. We, we don't know how to release these things to God. We don't know how to give them over to them. We don't know how to give it completely to him. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 18 and 19, he says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. He says, now, I, I, I love this part. He goes, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. 
Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Man, God is good. I mean, look where you are right now. See, he said, I've already begun. I'm going to do something good. As a matter of fact, I've already begun. Where are you on a Wednesday night? In church. When did you think you'd ever be at church on a Wednesday night? When I grew up at the church I used to go to, I didn't know they had church on a Wednesday. I thought they only had it on Sunday because that's the only day we went. And some people are like, really, you're going to church tonight? Aren't you going to happy hour? Yeah, that's exactly where I'm going. It is the happiest hour in my life. Yeah. I get high on Jesus. And I get the friendship of my brothers and sisters because we're the sons and daughters of God. I love these people. Man, I don't know about you. I get strength from you. I get encouragement from you. The little smiles you might give or what's up or hugs or just a high five or knuckles, whatever you do, man, it empowers me. I don't know what it does for you, but man, it allows me to release my pain to say, these people want to help me, not hurt me. God wants to help me and not hurt me. You see, if you don't release your pain, you'll end up repressing your pain. You'll repress it. You'll stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down. In the counseling world, they call it suppressed anger, suppressed frustration, because you just push it down. And guess what happens of pushing it down so much? Eventually, you vomit it out. And you vomit it out all over everybody. I'm just a child of this. Oh, calm down. Chill out. Haven't you seen people like that in stores at the bank or at the doctor's office? Man, people are, it's like they have no control over it. It's like, man, at the doctor's office, that's where you learn patience. That's why they call you a patient. (laughs) It's like, wow, yeah. Please be seated, and we'll call you when we're ready for you. We're ready for you, patient. I'm not very patient anymore. And then they put you in a room and take your vitals. They go, well, the blood pressure's not too high yet. I guess they're still okay. And then they put you in another room, and they'll eventually be here. And you think, and you see people explode. When you don't release things to Jesus, you explode because you, 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 you completely repress the anger. If not, another thing you'll do is you'll rehearse the situation. Haven't you met people that that's all they ever talk about? Hey, how you doing? No, you don't even know what they did, man. They were like, and you're like, oh, yeah, you told me that last week. Well, it happened, it happened. It, don't you even care? Well, yeah, but it already happened. There's nothing I could do. I told you I'd help you, and I prayed with you. I you pray with me? I, well, nobody wants to listen to me. Well, it's just you've been telling the story for five years. <laughs> five years? But come on, you know people like that. It's like, okay. Quit rehearsing the pain. Release it to God. Let him heal it. But I don't want to release it because I like rehearsing it. 
He says, God blesses those who mourn, not mope. There's a big difference. Mourning is you're broken and you're hurting and you, you come to God and you go, God, I'm shattered. This, this, really, this really messed me up, God. Moping is, I'm moping and I'm hurting and golly and golly. Let me help you. I don't want any help because I like the attention I get of moping and going around telling everyone my story because I like to rehearse it. Don't point to anybody, but we all know people like that. All of you guys are pointing up towards me. Wait. And another thing, if you don't repress it or you don't rehearse it, you'll resent it. Man, it comes at you and you throw it back. Don't you know people like that? They're always all mad and they're like, what's wrong with you? What did I do? Well, you, know, you don't know what they did to me. Well, why are you taking that on me? I didn't do it to you. But they take it out on anyone and everyone around there. Or you'll finally just understand and you'll release it. You will give it to the Lord. You will give it over to him and say, God, I am so broken. I am so wounded. God, help me. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. God knows how to take care of him better than you. I'm going to get him. God says, don't worry, I got him, I got him, I got it. I'll take care of it for you. Our problem is we want the front row seat. We want the front row seat when God's taking him down. Let me watch you, God. Let me. (laughs) Yeah, that's. He says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Man, in in the book of Psalms, chapter 10, Verse 1 through 18, it says, Oh, Lord, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide when I am in trouble? The wicked arrogantly hunt down the poor. Let them be caught in the evil they plan for others. For they brag about their evil desires. They praise the greedy and curse the Lord. The wicked are too proud to seek God. They seem to think that God is dead. They... Uh, yet they succeed in everything they do. They do not see your punishment awaiting them. They sneer at all their enemies. They think nothing bad will ever happen to us. We will be free of trouble forever. Their mouths are full of cursing, lies, and threats. Trouble and evil are on the tips of their tongues. And they lurk in ambush in the villages, waiting to murder innocent victims. Like lions crouched in hiding, they wait to pounce on the helpless. And I think all of us know people like this. Like hunters, they capture the helpless and drag them away in their nets. Their helpless victims are crushed. They fall beneath the strength of the wicked. The wicked think God isn't watching us. He has closed his eyes and won't even see what we do. People really believe that. 
Does he get away with it? And they go just a little more and a little more and a little more. Pastor Chuck and I were talking about that today, how somebody gets away with it and they think that God hasn't watched them and he's not watching, so they get away with it and it's disaster. Let's move on. Arise, O Lord. Punish the wicked, O God. Do not ignore the helpless. Why do the wicked get away with despising God? They think God will never call us to account, but you see the trouble and grief they cause. They take note of it and punish them. The helpless put their trust in you. You defend the orphans, break the arms of the wicked, these people, evil people. Go after them. Go after them. Let it go. And God wants us to be strong. He wants us to be filled with his power. He wants us to lead and move forward. And we don't know how to do that a lot of times. And we fall short. And God says, I want to raise you up. I want to help you. You see, you can actually turn your anger into something positive. The founder of MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, took their pain and their anger and they turned it around to help families that have been hurt by drunk drivers and trying to help drunk drivers not to drive drunk and to get help with their alcoholism. You can really make a difference in these things. And we need to do that. And it brings me to the third thing I want to say is that we need to learn how to rely on God's resources to heal us. God has resources that he has for us to turn to, resources that he provides for us. He's got the church. He's got God's warehouse. He's got frontline resurrection ministries. He's got under his construction. He's got WIN, W-I-N, Women in Need Ministries. We have a men's Bible study. We have youth services. We have children's ministries. We have Bible studies where you can really learn the Bible and learn how to study it and learn how to teach it. We have discipleship classes. We have a lot of other ministries where you can get resources to help you in your pain so that you could overcome it. If you've lost a loved one, we have grief share. We have a 12-step program to help you learn how to process life and not turn to things that are going to be destructive. We need to rely on God's resources to heal, and, and we've got to understand that there's a lot of comforters that he provides, and one of the comforts that God provides to us is God's word. God's word comforts us. His word ministers to us. His word heals us. His word restores us. His word sets us free. And his word is from everlasting to everlasting. His word never changes. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 25, I lie in the dust. Revive me by your word. Haven't you ever been in the dust? Haven't you ever been where you feel like there's nothing left of you? And like you just feel like, I, I, I quit. I just give up. You get the dirt and you just throw it up on top of you and you just say, you know what? Just forget it. Bury me. Bury me. You're in the dust. And he says, Lord, revive me with your word. Make me new again. 
Make me breathe. Let, let me see the things that you see. Let me hear the things that you hear. Because God, right now, I'm broken. In the same Psalm of 119, verse 52, he says, I meditate on your old age regulations. I meditate on your word. Oh, Lord, they comfort me. Your regulations, your word, your, the scriptures, the, the word of God comforts him. Hasn't it comforted you in your time of need? Have, have you ever just picked up the Bible and you say, I've never understood the Bible, but that day, oh my gosh, it just jumped out at you. It grabbed a hold of you and it helped you understand what you were going through. It's like, I was just reading a story about 9-11 and 9-11, just, we just celebrated 21 years of making it through that painful day. And we celebrated, and I say celebrate because you know what? We have risen from the ashes. The Bible says he will give us beauty for ashes. And there's a story about this photographer, Joel Medorowski, and he was a photographer. He's a professional photographer for nine months after 9-11. It started on 9-11. He stayed in the whole area of 9-11 for nine months taking pictures. Six months into it, as he was on the South Tower, a firefighter called him over and said, Joel, check this out. And he got a piece of metal. It was a beam And on this beam, when he turned it over, a Bible had been fused into the metal. And check this out. The the book of the Bible, the cover was all messed up, and all the pages were pretty much all burned. But there was about a third or maybe half of the page left. And that half a page on the heading, it says, Retaliation how to deal with retaliation. And it says, the old law said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you to turn the other cheek. And he said, I couldn't believe in all the rubble of all the things that I found was the word of God that jumped out with that verse saying, you cannot keep living in this anger. You cannot living in this pain. You have to release it to God. And I said, wow, that'll preach, man. Because let me tell you something, God's word comforts us. Another thing that comforts us is God's people. God's people comfort us. It's amazing. I was talking to Pastor Chuck, and he was celebrating. You want to get uplifted? Talk to Pastor Chuck, man. That dude's just fired up. He's all wired up all the time, and he goes... Pastor, we saved four people off the streets today. They were dying. They were ready to to call it in, and we saved them and found them a place to find healing and and deliverance and freedom and, and, man, just a new life. And I'm like, hallelujah. Then as Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia are getting ready for this weekend, he was talking and sharing some things the other day of just transformed lives. And Chris came as a man that was broken, needed transformation. Sonia came as a woman that was broken and needing transformation. 
And now they're leading transformation. And they're helping others to help others to help others. As I speak right now, we have a a class called Living Free, a 12-step program. Not everyone in there has even ever taken drugs or alcohol. Some grew up in the home of an alcoholic or a drug addict, and they're in there trying to find some healing and sense out of all the craziness. I thank God that I didn't have children when I was an alcoholic. It was bad enough what I put my wife through. But man, it's people helping people. People comforting people. That's why this is one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians, rather, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. And it says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father, and he is the source of all comfort. And he comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. See, it's not just his word that comforts us. It's people that comfort others. We comfort one another and we help one another and we carry one another and we minister to one another and we encourage one another and we lift up one another and we carry one another and we just allow God to use us to comfort others. We need to get in the word. We need the word of God so desperately in our life. You need to read it. You need to study it. You know, the ministry of under his construction and the ministry of frontline resurrection ministry and the front and the ministry of God's warehouse, Teen Challenge and all of those kind of ministries are exhausting, exhausting ministries because they're constantly pouring themselves out. People that come in are constantly siphoning everything out of them. And one time, Sonia and Chris said, hey, we're going to take a few days off and go to a family reunion out in one of the Mississippis, Alabama, someplace down there. And, uh, and they said, would you mind staying at the house a couple days with the men? And I go, yeah, I'd love to. And I stayed there, and we started our day at 5 in the morning and got showered and ready to go, and we got out there, and they read the word. They read the word, read the word, read the word, read the word. Not just a few verses, but chapters. And they talk about it. You see, they... Let the word minister to them and comfort them because people that are in addiction and people in recovery have so much pain that people don't have a clue. The pain they've endured of abuse from their parents or somebody, verbal, physical, sexual, just oh, all kinds of abuse. 
And because of that, they turn to something to try to medicate the pain. We try to medicate it with all kinds of stuff. Sometimes we're addicted to television. We just stay in front of the television all day long, all day long, all day long, all day long. No goal, no purpose, just television. Or overeating, just overeating, overeating, or gambling, or it could be drugs or alcohol, or it could be, there's just a lot of things people turn to. But it's the word of God and, and one another that comfort one another and help one another. And God's Spirit, His Holy Spirit, also comforts us. He ministers to us. Jesus said, I've got to leave and I'm going to send you the Comforter. In the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 13, He says, I pray that God, the source of hope, He's a source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of what? The Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit will give you a confidence and a hope that you're going to make it. Look, when you come into any kind of a program, you're kind of scared. You're like, man, you've been living in the street, but you're more afraid inside the program. No, you are. You really are like, oh, my gosh. What are they going to do to me? What are they going to expect from me? What if I can't do this? I don't know. I don't know how to be nice like these guys. I want to punch them out. They're saying, read the Bible, read the Bible. Let me read their Bible. You're you're going through challenge. It's hard. And some of the older ones that have been there a while, they calmed it. You're going to make it. You're going to do this. They minister to you. They minister to you. And then you finally get it. And you get a hold of him. And you let Jesus come into your life and he sends the Holy Spirit. And he starts ministering to you and he starts comforting you and you're like tripping out like, wow, I never knew I could experience this. What, you're going to make me a leader? I'm going to be the leader over these guys? Do you know they're all a bunch of knuckleheads? <laughs> As such were you. Weren't we all a bunch of knuckleheads? We all still have a little knuckle in there, you know. <laughs> I know I do. But the power of us, Holy Spirit. Let's finish up. Let's finish up. Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Aren't you waiting for that? God, there's not going to be any more pain, no more sorrow, no more pain. Every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death. Thank you, God. Or sorrow, of, or crying, or pain. All these things are gone for what? For what? Forever. That's why it's heaven. It's glory. Man, it's going to be glorious. And I know some of you are 
carrying scars that people don't even understand. They can't, they, they won't even believe your story because it's so, so horrendous. But God knows your story and he wants to heal your pain. And today he's saying, won't you let me in? You've had such a guarded heart. Won't you let me in? You've had such a guarded mind. Won't you let me in? Won't you let me come into those crevices in your life that nobody knows about, but I do. I know what they've done. I know what they did. I even know what they're still doing, and I know what they're planning. But I will be with you, and I will take care of you. Just put your whole trust in me, because I want to heal you. Some of you haven't put your trust in the Lord. You've never trusted him. And today I want to invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. And if you have never, ever done that, and you want to receive Christ as Savior and Lord, raise your hand, say, Pastor, that's me. That's me. Praise God, young lady. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Because God wants to do a work. For those of you that raised your hand, would you stand so we could pray with you? We're not going to pray for you. We're going to pray with you. Because it's the greatest decision you're making. Would all of you say this prayer with my sisters? Say, Heavenly Father, you know my pain. You know my agony. In the name of Jesus, I release it to you. Forgive me for all of my sins and set me free. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I just give you a high five, young lady? Oh, my goodness, I am so incredibly happy for you. you. Praise God. Look, this is Pastor Chris, and he's got a Bible and some material we want to give you. So just go with him, and he's going to pray with you, and Jeanette's going to go with you guys to just help you guys out. There's a lot of us that have already accepted Jesus, but you know what? We still carry pain because we haven't released it all. We're still repressing it or we're resending it and we're, we're just going through things that we haven't allowed God to grab a hold of those things but today he wants to grab a hold of you and he wants to say would you release it to me and if you want prayer and you want to come to the altar to release your pain or release the people that were hurting you say God I don't want to hate them like I hate them anymore it's killing me I don't want to have this hate and anger anymore. If you just need healing or you need prayer, I encourage you to come on up. So as you stand and we sing this song, just love this song. Such a beautiful song. From the very beginning of all creation, you knew our name. Lord, you know everything about us. 
So if you want prayer, make your way up. We'd love to pray with you before we close. Sing this out, would you? prayer partners, please come we on up. We are the sons, we are the daughters of God, yes we are. And the lies speak louder than the truth, remind me that I are we are his children thank you jesus 
Thank you, Lord, for the forgiving, delivering power of Jesus Christ. Thank you that, Lord, you allow us to release all of our pain, all of our frustration, all of our sin, all of our anger, all of our disappointment over to you. That you restore us and make us new. God, thank you that, Lord God, your word comforts us. Thank you that, Lord, our brothers and sisters comfort us. Thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit comforts us. Lord, whether we're in this sanctuary or we're watching online, we pray that you minister to every individual right now in the power of your holy name. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you've done. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that right now be our moment to set us free from all this pain, to bring healing from the broken heart that we have carried for such a long time. We love you, Lord, and we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and God's people shout out, amen. Would you give him praise and thank him for what he's doing? Praise the name of Jesus. We love you, church. God bless you. We hope to see you on Saturday morning for the conference on Islam.